This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening and welcome along to City Talk's In Touch Rugby League show every Thursday night between 6 and 7 with me, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. And now tonight we're about to launch officially after last week's taster of what's to come, the 18th Super League season. Last week saw Wigan Warriors host Huddersfield kicking it all off. But tonight, Warrington welcomes St Helens to the Halliwell Jones for the rest of the round one games. Between now and seven this evening, we'll hear from Saints coach Nathan Brown, who says that Warrington clash has all the makings to go down as a classic. I think playing Warrington is a great start for us as a as a club and it's a great great start for the game as well because the, the two sides will generally generally put on a, a good exhibition against each other. We'll also chat to Adam Swift too and Anthony LaFranchi and Wolves coach Tony Smith. Chris Hill looks back on the World Cup and what he's expecting tonight too. It should be a real good way to set off the season and being on Sky and obviously people watching it know it's going to be a real big start and I don't think there's any better game than us against Saints. Witness prepared to kick off their season against London Broncos on Sunday. We'll chat to Dennis Betts and youngster Jack Owens, who says it's a dream come true to have committed his future to the Vikings. This is the club I want to play for. Uh, like I said, I've watched them growing up and all I want to do is play for Witness, make Witness better and win trophies with Witness. And we'll also hear from the Wigan camp who are down under following last week's defeat to Huddersfield. They've turned things around with a victory over the New Zealand Warriors. Sean Wayne's looking ahead to that World Club Challenge next week. I remember the, 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 the game I played in, in 87. It was absolutely one of the best games of my life and I get reminded of it every day in Wigan. I want the players to have the same sort of feeling. They've got the chance of writing their names into the history books of Wigan. And my co-host Steve Manning will also join me on the line before 7 o'clock. So plenty to get through. Let's get straight into it now. So it's St Helens versus Warrington tonight and it's become one of the biggest rivalries in Super League over the years. Last season, Saints lost at home twice to the Wolves but defeated them at the Halliwell Jones. And tonight's game is at the home of Warrington. It's actually 10 years since Warrington moved there from Wildersport. So what is Wolves coach Tony Smith expecting tonight? I think it's a great leveller and you know, and, and certainly uh, the sort of conditions that the forwards have to take uh, some sort of command of the game and they make it a bit easier for those backs to um, you know, look a bit better. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a, a good match-up of two arch-rivals uh, 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 really in, uh, in terms of atmosphere. It's going to be uh, very big. There's a lot of rivalry between the two sets of fans and you know, given Saints' past record on on Warrington uh, that they had in Super League for many many years, and we're still trying to even the the, the ledger up a fair bit um, by a long way. Uh, Say so, yeah, we've got a we've got a bit to come yet before we catch Saints in that in terms of record. But it all makes for a spicy game and a, you know, one of those sort of games that uh, will always attract interest. Have you decided who's going to be a half-back combination for the opening game? Not, not exactly. I'm likely to play Stefan at full-back, um, but it could be a, any combination of uh, O'Brien, Monaghan and, and uh, Myler. Um, but which one gets, which ones get the nod at this stage, I'm not totally certain on, but uh, most likely going to play Steph at full-back, so it makes uh, one less decision. Mm. I mean, obviously, I know that unless uh, Nathan's playing a game of poker, he's saying that he's going to have uh, Gary Wheeler playing at uh, standoff uh, for part of his combination. Uh, I mean, I, I rate him as a standoff. How highly do you rate him, albeit that he always seems to be, has a good number of games, but he gets an injury and it's always a bad one? Mm, uh, oh, well, we, 
I, I feel for him uh, that he's had some of those injuries because he's been a terrific player. Uh, when he when he takes the field, he's explosive. And uh, I had the pleasure of working with him some years ago uh, on a tour to Australia with the under-18s um, tour, and uh, he was one of the standout players on that tour against the Aussies, and and uh, certainly caught my eye. And you know, he's shown me at different stages uh, what I think. You know, what I saw back then and how he could mature into a terrific player as, as long as his body stays fit and healthy. And Unfortunately, he's been plagued with injuries, but uh, no doubt he'll get his time ahead. And um, you know, If he is playing at standoff there, there uh, on Thursday, we'll, we'll certainly have our hands full and uh, we'll have to be you know, uh, on our toes every time he touches the ball because he can carry the ball like you know, uh, in a way that not many others do in Super League. Tony Smith there, now crossing over to his opposite number, Nathan Brown, who's looking to end the hoodoo he's got with the Saints at the Halliwell Jones. He says after months of talking about it and comparing squads in the pre-season, the proof will be in the playing tonight. Everyone makes their predictions, don't they, coming into the season and who's going to improve and everyone's bigger and stronger and fitter and faster and we're all going to do this and that and now you actually get to play and we get to see where we're all at. And you know, I think playing Warrington is a great start for us as a as a club, and it's a great, great start for the game as well because the, the two sides will generally, generally put on a, a good exhibition against each other. And from what you've just said, every side thinks that they're going to win the Challenge Cup and that they're going to become champions. Unfortunately, this year, everyone's going to be saying we're not going to be relegated. Yeah, well, you know, there's one, or, there's probably you know, a number of sides down there that are in that battle, and you know, they're fighting to, for survival and for the new TV deal to come in because the reality is once that sets in and the clubs are getting the extra income some of those clubs that aren't spending up near the full cap will be in a much much better financial position so you know relegation this year is probably bigger than what it has been in the past due to the money that's going to be available for the team that survives so you know at either end of the competition there's going to be a lot of pressure on and with your halfback combination they brought uh, Luke Welsh in from uh, Australia and he's hopefully going to put the lads around the field yeah he's a good organising player Walsh and yeah, and importantly, uh, you know, on the other side of it, he's got a, he's got a great kick game as well, which you know it's such an important thing in the game. And we've seen what Lee Breers has done for Warrington for many years with this kicking game. And you know, look what uh, Danny Bruff does for Huddersfield. And you know, all all sides that are challenging and, and winning trophies have got a great kicking game. And you know, hopefully, you know, our forwards can do a really really good job and give Walsh plenty of time. And and his his kick selection is is, is good. I suppose we've now got a. A hard decision, perhaps, at uh, his partner at six. You've got Lance, you've got Wello, you've got Gary Wheeler. I'd imagine you've got somebody else as well, but they appear to be the main contenders, perhaps, for Thursday. Yeah, you're right there. It's, um, yeah, there's, yeah, Gary Wheeler's obviously been a, a talent for the club for a lot of years and uh, unfortunately hasn't played a lot of footy. Uh, the good thing for Gaz this year is he's, he's had a really good pre-season and... Um, He's giving himself a good chance. Obviously, we know Lance can do a good job there. Wello can do a good job there. Jordan Turner's done plenty in the pre-season. And Apologies to Jordan. Yeah, yeah, that's no, okay. Well, <laughs> at the end of the day, he is our best centre, Jordan, isn't he? So, you know, we, you know, but he has trained there just so that if we do find ourselves in a situation that we've got a number of people that can do the job and do it competently, and uh, you know, but you know, we'll start the year off with uh, with Wheels. He's he's put three friendlies together. He's trained really well. He's He's got his uh, fitness scores highest they've ever been, and his skin folds are the lowest, lowest, lowest they've been for a lot of years. So he's giving himself a good chance, and he's, you know, he's earned a spot, and and, uh, and we'll see how that, how that how that shapes up. 
and a low on fall against Warrington Wolves. They've had a few changes. Uh, so what have you got to do to beat them and get get off the season to what you probably want to fly and start? Oh, look, Warrington, you know, whenever they play the, the bigger teams, Warrington, they always, you know, the physical part of the game, they always do that really, really well, you know. They've got some good big men and, you know, they not only play the game physically, well, they've also got a bit of football in them. Uh, you know, across the park, they're quite strong and, you know, all... You know, all Tony's coach sides are not a, a boring side, are they? You know, some sides like to just play for field position and kick it. And if you look at Warrington and you know, and Tony had leads, you know, they, they play football, you know. And so you're going to get challenged physically, and you're going to get you know, your edge, edges are going to get challenged as well. So, you know, the physical part of the game is, is you know, the first sort of 20 minutes will be, I'd imagine, will we'll go to laying the platform for either side to do well. You're looking like you're going to have to defend against uh, Richie Myler and Stephen Marsh, as such, on uh, Thursday. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what the make-up of their team. You know, Steph Ratchford played a bit of fullback the other night, so whether he's going to play fullback or six, I'm not too sure. But we know whoever's there. We know that you know they've they've got some good players. Uh, some have a different skill set, but they're all very, very capable. So whichever way Tone decides to go, we know that it'll be a challenge for our for our defence. That's for sure. And if they go with perhaps bringing Gareth Gareth O'Brien, and he did a great job here in the circumstances when you need him. So. I know he'll have his own way of playing, but you've got an idea of how he ticks, perhaps? Yeah, well, Gaz has got a good little skill set. You know, we, we love Gaz over at Saints. He did a great job for us last year coming in when he came in. And you know, after he played a couple of games and felt comfortable, he had a really, really good influence on the team. And unfortunately, you know, he got a, one too many head knocks and didn't get to play a few more games for us. But you know, his skill set's very, very good. You know, he's catching pass and he plays nice and direct and he's got a really good kicking game. So... If Gaz plays, we know that he'll bring plenty to the table for him. Well, St Helens utility player Anthony Lafranchi is beginning his third year in the Red V. He's been looking ahead to tonight's game with Steve and taking a look back on Italy's campaign in the World Cup. The World Cup was great, you know, obviously to, to play in another World Cup, um, apart from 2008, to, and also play in this one um, for the first World Cup for the Italian team. It was, um, you know, a quite honouring and uh, privileged time for myself and uh, for my family. One thing's for sure, even before the World Cup started, you, sh- you shocked and surprised a lot of people as a squad and uh, sadly didn't make that hurdle into the quarterfinals. But uh, what a journey for you. Yeah, no, it was great. I think the beauty of it, we, we had some uh, good players in the squad there and, um, well, we didn't really have too much pressure on ourselves, you know. We just kind of went out and enjoyed our rugby and, you know, enjoyed uh, representing our heritage. And, yeah, it was unfortunate we didn't get to the quarterfinals. We kind of fell short there, um, you know, just in the last game against Tonga. So uh, then you've had a, what, a couple of months rest before you came back, or are you one of these who just wants a few weeks and get back in the uh, grindstone? Yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was good to have a couple of months off. Um, all us World Cup players come back at the late end of December and, you know, got stuck into it. And, you know, a month you know, a month of training before our, our first friendly against Wigan there um, a couple of weeks ago. So everyone's fresh and uh, ready to go for the start of the season. So you've gone well in pre-season training when you've, when you've arrived here and obviously some new faces as well. Yeah, no, it's been good. You know, obviously uh, pre-season's been great. We've, you know, like you said earlier, we've uh, a couple of new faces come into the team and you know, everyone's bonded together well and, you know, guys in key positions and that as well. So, you know, it's been great and, um, you know, everyone's looking forward to the start of the season now. And it starts this coming Thursday against uh, Warrington Wolves and every time you play them it's a classic and... Uh, You've got an unbeaten record, I think, the team at uh, Aliwell Jones. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we, we enjoy playing. You know, they're the, the big games, and you know, it's, it's always good to start the year off with the, the Warringtons at Warrington. So it's um, it's going to be exciting, and both teams will be uh, really looking forward to getting their start of the season off with a win. Spurs are only negative. I don't know who they'll be playing as you could be up against Roy as a Tarsley. Uh, I'm sure you've locked horns uh, in years gone by. Yeah, Roy's a uh, tremendous player. You know, he, he probably had a, a couple injuries he didn't want at South at the back end of the last couple of years. But you know, he's, he's a world class player, um, tremendous uh, front rower, and you know, he's one that's going to be a great addition to the to their team. Saints is Anthony LaFranchi there. Well, we're going to take a quick break now on City Talk, but in a moment we'll get the thoughts of Dennis Betts, Jack Owen, Sean Wayne, Adam Swift, and Chris Hill. In touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Touch on City Talk 105.9. It's the Rugby League Hour with me, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning as we kick off the 18th season of Super League. Before the break, we heard from Nathan Brown, Tony Smith and Anthony LaFranchi ahead of that big game tonight, which sees St Helens make the short trip over to the home of the Warrington Wolves. We will talk more about that in a moment. But first, Witness Vikings have a couple more days to wait before their season opener. Now welcome the London Broncos to Halton on Sunday afternoon in a game that will also see Scott Moore return, but with Tony Ray's side. Vikings coach Dennis Betts has told in such after a tough pre-season game against the likes of the Catalan Dragons, his side are ready to see where they're at now. You need a good off-season to get yourself into a place where you can actually feel comfortable and ready to actually perform for the full season. I think you tidy up a few things in the off-season, you, you improve in certain areas and you just get stability within the squad. And But it's all about playing. Nothing nothing else matters now. It's about turning up on um, on a weekend, putting all that preparation into into play and getting, um, getting the results that you deserve. And then the big question as a coach, you've got to decide which 17 you're going to put out because there's going to be players chomping out the bit who aren't in it thinking, I should be in it. Well, that's, you build the squad and you build a group of players that you feel you can trust and put in there. And I think we're getting there. We're, um, like I say, I've got players that can cover a number of positions, players that are fighting for one position. So it's 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 a lot better place than it was at the beginning of the, um, last year, and it's a hell of a lot further down the line than it was when we started two, just over two years ago. Not wanting to go into obviously it's going in at London, but what are you, what are you expecting from London on the pitch on the, the weekend? Because everybody's saying that the easy beats, but. Expect the unexpected, isn't it, really? Uh, rugby league doesn't throw that into you. You know that some of these lads are full-time professional players. It's that they, they've come from good backgrounds as well. They've got picked up lads from Hull, from Wigan, from Leeds. And they've, they've got good, good grounding. They know, they know what's expected of them on the field. Um, they lack a little bit of experience at this moment in time. Tony Ray's out there trying to find as much experience as he can from Australia and from around the league. And these lads are looking to build careers. They're going to be enthusiastic. They're going to want to show themselves in the best light possible. You can only expect them to be at their, their most enthusiastic and their most energetic. So we've got to go out there and, and be ready for that and ready to perform ourselves. I think London throw up a number of challenges in it, but the major challenge is that we don't get complacent and we don't think that 
because of all the turmoil that we've read about that that's actually occurring. There might be a real solid foundation of players down there that are doing a real good job. Is that what you say basically? You know, forget forget what you read, forget all the hype, it's what, it's, it's what you do for that 80 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's hard to do that because you live in the real world. Mm. <laughs> I can't tell them not to read papers, I can't tell them not to listen to, to the radio or not go on the internet. It's like the reality is that most of the lads will be out there. We know... We know what's happened at London this off-season. We know also that it's it's that underdog mentality that can really bring the best out in people. And that's what London could be. They could be that underdog that really fronts up and fires. And we've got to, we've got to be ready for that. Witness boss Dennis Betts. We'll catch up with Vikings youngster Jack Owen shortly too. Let's turn our attention to Wigan now. They, of course, suffered defeat at the hands of Huddersfield Giants last Thursday night. Not the result they would have wanted ahead of that trip to Australia for the World Cup Challenge with Sydney Roosters. But after the defeat, they turned things around on Wednesday night and had an incredible run out against the New Zealand Warriors. That one ended 46-22. It was all about Joe Burgess again, actually. And the Warriors, of course, Sam Tompkins' new club, although he didn't feature. Well, now Sean Wayne's side have got a week before they try and bring the trophy back to the northwest. And coach Sean Wayne caught up with Steve after the defeat at the DW with Huddersfield before the flight. And he admits that first result was very disappointing. I'd rather just go that, that 10 minutes after half time. I, I, thought, well, I thought we weren't great all the way through. You know, but I know we will, we will respond. We do, they've done it before, Catalan last year away. We were poor and then we won at Wembley the week after. So. I've got every confidence in my team bouncing back. There was a little bit of second game syndrome, you know, but there's a lot to work on and, uh, and we will, we'll work on it and we'll get better. So now you've got the big one now. You, you fly out tomorrow to Australia, warm up with the Auckland Warriors, but the big one is the World Club. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've got two weeks to get a response from the players. We'll respond. You know, we, we need to be better than what we were today. And, um, you know, it, it, it was a real challenge for us today. You know, they're a good team at Huddersfield. But everything was designed to make sure that we got to Sydney and, and perform well. So we've got two weeks to do it now, Steve, and, and, uh, and then it's game on. You were involved in the first proper one, obviously Saints lost the, the other one. Yeah. But uh, obviously, the, from the Wigan point of view, they went to Brisbane and they were written off. And obviously, you're going to go in as underdogs again, aren't you, uh, mm. at this game? Yeah. Without you know, and it, it will suit us. You know, we, 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 I'm, I'm a realist, and they're, they're a fantastic team, a lot, a lot bigger than us. Physically a lot bigger, so we need to have a bit of luck on our side. And if we get that, you know, I know we can play better than what we did today. They'll bunch back the lads. The lads will be hurting from that performance, you know. But you know, we get a bit of luck on our side. Who knows what can happen? Finally, you're a proud Wiganer. Uh, what would it mean to you if you could come back with that World Club? I, I remember the, 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 the game I played in '87. It was absolutely one of the best games of my life, and I get reminded of it every day in Wigan. Every time I, I go into town, and I want the players to have the same sort of feeling. They've got the chance to write their names into the history books of Wigan, and it's a huge challenge for us. But if we if we get it, and when we get it, it, it will be fantastic. Well, from all at City Talk 105.9, best luck bring it home, Sean. Thanks very much, Chief. Wigan coach Sean Wayne. We will be previewing the World Club Challenge in full next week on In Touch. So let's turn our attention back to the Warrington Wolves now. They get their season underway, of course, at home tonight to St. Helens. And Tony Smith's set to give new boys Roy Asatosi and Anthony England Super League debuts, but Matty Russell hasn't recovered from an ankle injury in time. As for the Saints, Luke Walsh and Kyle Amor will line up in the Red V, but Mossy Masso is still recovering from ankle surgery. 
And one Warrington player who's well and truly cemented his place in the first team squad is Chris Hill. After joining from Lee Centurions a couple of seasons ago, he's become an England regular too. He's been chatting to Steve about the World Cup campaign and their agonising defeat to New Zealand in the autumn. Managed to get over it now. It was took a good few weeks. Me and my wife went on a, on holiday with the kids and still um, still going in the back of the head, but we live and learn and, and uh, we move on. What sort of an experience was that World Cup for you, Chris? Yeah, it was unbelievable. He um, said, uh, playing with people like Jammer and uh, Sam Burgess, uh, people, the guys were up and that. No, it was a really, really good camp and a really good and uh, rewarding um, tournament for us. Uh, I think, like I said, the last, I think we were the better side against New Zealand as well. And to go out in that, that way we did, it was a bit, a bit disappointing, but like I said, we move on. So that's done. You have the uh, holiday, chill out, back at pre-season. Now, how many weeks off did you have in between? Because I know that obviously the World Cup players got like a little bit more special dispensation. Yeah, we got about four or five weeks off uh, in between. Um, come back in just before, just before New Year. Uh, no, just after New Year, and then um, we we set off to us. So it was like that was our pre-season over there. Didn't really do anything over here till we went. Thought you were going to say you didn't do anything over there? No, no, it was. You know, <laughs> we did a lot over there. Don't worry about that. No, it was a good good training camp, and all the boys now are rowing and ready to go for the for the season. And you had your final preparation uh, last week against uh, Salford. You won it for a bit physical, but uh, has that put you in good stead and preparation for this big game on Thursday against the Saints? Yeah, definitely. We didn't want to walk over. We didn't want to. Um, maybe a lesser team or and be 60, 60 points is really like a training game but no it was good to get a good hit out nice physical hit out as well and it was in good stead for this Thursday So the game itself it opens up this coming Thursday you're at home to Saints they appear to have the wood over it over at the Alleywell and vice versa so can you uh, stop that trend this week? Yeah no, we, we, we've got it in our ranks too we've done obviously our own working like I say one uh, I think Mickey brought it up about us the, the, the turning over the last few years at Halliwell Jones so we obviously want to, we want to stop that and reverse it and, but it's gonna, we know it's not going to be easy there's a few, a few signings they've made like Kyle Moore in pack and they've got a decent pack now big pack and so no it's going to be it's going to be a fun game and you're going to be in uh, is it with a war zone so to speak sort of thing your pack against us and obviously Tony's recruited well as well so it should just be awesome, shouldn't it? Yeah. And that's before we start talking about the backs. That's it. Yeah, it should be. Should be right. It should be um, real good way to set off the season and being on Sky and obviously people watching it. No, it's going to be a real big start, and I don't think there's any better game than us against Saints. And obviously, over the last couple of years, obviously there's been a big change in personnel, and we'll not even talk about Old Trafford. But uh, again, it's it, it's it's like new. It's a new breath of fresh air. But there's still some players who've been here at the club a while. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, I think every club goes through it. You start moving on, don't you? Players move on, and we brought great players in: Roy, Matty Russell. So we're at least we were asked um, squads as strong as it's ever been, and. All the way back to 29 or whatever 30 we've got, I think any, any of the young lads can, can step up and I think it's their time this year as well to step up with another year under the belt. And have you noticed that in training, obviously, you know, you've come back and then you get into the, obviously some players obviously younger and they've had obviously that couple of, some weeks ahead of you, haven't they? Yeah, definitely, you find that obviously fitness-wise, but I think just with last year, um, a few of the younger lads getting a taste of it, like Brad Dwyer and people like that, it's, it's probably their year to step up, um, obviously like... Lost a few, a few of the older heads, as we, as we say. It's probably the, the year and the young lads' year to step up and, and probably stick a claim for first team. So, how do you see this season starting as such? Are and, and how do you look at it from a, a Warrington Wolves point of view, Chris? 
Yeah, it's going to be a tough start. Like I said, we've got a few tough games, haven't we? We've got Saints, Leeds and all, but I think you're off playing once anyway, so we may as well, we may as well get them back-to-back -back and have three tough games. And if we can get points out of these games, we'll stand us in good stead for the weeks ahead. But no, we're looking forward to it and everyone's not thinking too much about the what-ifs at the end of the year and what will be happening when we're in the top six and top eight and stuff like that. It's, it's all about the now and we, we just take every game as it comes. Warrington's Chris Hill. It's time for another quick break now, but afterwards we'll catch up with Saints youngsters Adam Swift and witnesses Jack Owens, and I'll be joined on the line by Steve. In touch, in touch on City Talk 105.9. It's in touch, it's City Talk. I'm Lauren Moss, previewing this weekend's Super League action as round one gets properly underway in Warrington tonight as the Wolves host St. Helens. Nathan Brown has called up youngsters Mark Percival and Greg Richards and Gary Wheeler's also set to feature tonight, along with Adam Swift, who's also in the 19. Now, Adam really came into the spotlight last season and recently signed a new long-term deal. He's told in touch that was an easy decision to make. Growing up from a kid, you know, watching the Saints from... Being a young toddler at the age of five, getting the season ticket, going with your family, and then growing up, coming through the ranks, through the uh, through the the academy sides, and then to actually sign and play for the Saints, and then to sign a new three, a uh, new four-year contract, you know, it's a, it's a dream come true. Yeah, you made a dramatic in, uh, impact on your uh, debut, were in the hat trick, I think, first game down here. So your progress has gone as much like a dream, I suppose. Yeah, I mean it's. It's not. It's not so much myself, you know. I just get down with the training and that, and then it's it's you know just the blokes playing with other field, you know, the likes of Johnny, you know, um, the like the likes of Wilco, the, you know, their their boss around the field, and you know, I think I think all the hard work comes with them in the middle, and I'm just stuck on the wing to collect the ball and get over the try line, like so. But no, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've done a lot of game development on my game this year. Um, can't wait for the season to start now and see how it unfolds. I think you're selling yourself a little bit short there. Well, that's up to you. As a the bottom line is you've got a contract at the back of whatever you've been doing anyway. But uh, obviously you've got it with the signings that's been made during the close season. That blend of youth and experience is there. And uh, do you just think at the back of my mind it could be something special this year without putting too much pressure on yourself? Um, yeah, I think like I think the, the, the vibe in the camp is very strong. You know, we're a very confident side this year with the signings we've done. We've you know we've grafted in five really really good talents. We've got a I think what the club's lacked in the last couple of years is a genuine seven, and to bring Luke Walsh over uh, to who can boss the part like he does. You know, he's, a, he's an amazing player and he's going to do he's going to benefit the club really well. And you know, the big, big likes of Massimo is he's, he's, he's an awesome talent, awesome big goal forward. You know. So, yeah, I think surviving the camp's very confident this year. And to say if we don't win anything, uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be disappointed. But I've got high, very high expectations of the, uh, the squad we have this season and bring us You mentioned the structures. I mean, you've had 12 months of uh, what Nathan Brown was. I'm not saying that you're not, the structure's not going to turn around immediately, but 12 months gives you an idea of everybody and the players coming in. What, what he wants like what is you know his, his own his own slant on the game yeah I mean Brown is an awesome coach you know, Nathan he's a, he's a really really good coach he um, he came in with different ways to defend different ways to attack and last year as I say we was missing a genuine seven and uh, no disrespect to Wilco awesome player but um, the attacking roles if you like that was demanded of him last season just couldn't really put into put into play really but with the likes of like I say with the likes of Luke this year he's going to be uh, he, 
fit, fits the attacking role of uh, Nathan's Nathan works pretty well, so it's going to do the team really good in that. Um, so, but in defense, defensive ways, you know, the way Brown runs everything, attack, attack and defense is um, there's nothing wrong with it. I can't wait for the season to start. Saints is Adam Swift and another youngster who's making his way in Super League, really making his way actually, is Witness Vikings Jack Owens, a product of the academy there, who's committed his future to his hometown club with a long-term deal. And Jack says he has high hopes for the season ahead for Witness as they prepare to kick off on Sunday against London Broncos. I've come through the system, uh, I've worked under the likes of Phil Finney who's really developed my game from when I was about 12 and he's still helped me out now, you know. But uh, yeah, I've got the number two shirt and it just feels good to be playing for my hometown club. I've been a young kid on the stands, watching the games, watch when they're in Super League, when they're in Championship and the fact that I've got the number two shirt playing for my hometown club is just everything I could imagine for. And obviously when they had the... Um trying to get into Super League, it was living the dream well you were actually an example of living it and being involved in that dream aren't you now? Yeah I think uh, it just proves that the witness system works we've got a great great coaching staff in the under 19s with Shane as well so I think it just proves now that it's starting to work and from a personal point of view I was happy with my year last year with the games I played and uh, yeah I'm just looking forward to kick on from this year, I've signed a new three year deal I'm only 19 still so all I want to do is keep improving my game and try and better the team if that's possible. And that three-year deal, that's will have given you the stability, the fact that you're here and you're not thinking, oh, what if, what happens next? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it has given me stability, but as soon as I got off of that, I was more than happy to sign it. You know, this is the club I want to play for. Uh, like I said, I've watched them growing up and all I want to do is play for witness, make witness better and win trophies with witness. And is this obviously, with your apprenticeship coming to there, is this where it really matters and this three years because... You, you've got it, but you can't rest on your laurels. You want to kick on, don't you? Yeah, I think uh, I'm not the type of person to take anything for granted. Uh, you know, I've trained harder this year than I have last year, and I can probably say next year we'll be training even harder again. So now we're in season, I've just got a bit of a point to prove and say, you know, Dennis made the right decision by giving me this number two shirt and giving me this contract, and yeah, I just really, really want to prove your point. So you've played your pre season games, a great performance at Catalans. It just didn't go right, but it. At the end of the day, it was a friendly, but it all starts this weekend here at uh, the stadium here, the Select Security Stadium against the London Broncos. Yeah, I think in France, you know, I think it was probably the toughest pre-season friendly we could have had. I think all the boys uh, performed really well and we just got pipped to the post last minute. But we start here in London and we don't really know what to expect. You know, the signing plays here, there and everywhere, so we're just going to focus on ourselves and we're working hard this week to work on our game and our strategies and... I believe if we just focus on our game, we'll take the two points. You've not mentioned that word, and I'm not going to mention it, so the bottom line is you're looking up. You know, you know where I'm coming from, and I don't want to mention it because you didn't. Yeah, no, 100%. I think we are looking up. Uh, I won't mention the word either, but I think we're just going to go into each game, try and win every game. We believe we can win every game, and hopefully the, uh, the position should take care of itself. Best of luck, you get off to a flyer this weekend. Yeah, hopefully, you know, that's, that's the uh, main goal now, isn't it? Round one, so let's take each game as it comes and get to a flyer, like you said. Witness Vikings, Jack Owens. So it's just over an hour to go now until kick-off between Warrington and St Helens at the Halliwell Jones. We're joined on the line now by my co-host Steve Manning, who can't be with us at the top of the City Talk Tower tonight because he's at the Halliwell Jones on what is set to be a very blustery and cold evening. Evening, Steve, how's it going? 
Yeah, good evening, Lauren. Good evening, everybody. Well, I've, uh, I've taken the winter woolies off because, I mean, the warmth of the Halliwell Jones, but the winter woolies will be going on when I go uh, out to the weather and get ready for this game, which should be red, red hot on the field. It should be incredible, shouldn't it? I mean, this is, I know we talked last week, obviously, with Wigan and Huddersfield, which was the best way to, to kick off the Super League season. But Warrington and St. Helens, the rivalry that's been built between them over over the years, especially the last couple of seasons as well, it's going to be a real cracker. Yeah, it is. Um, the rivalry has built up, obviously, for a long time. We have a situation where, however, Warrington looked as if they were going to win the game. Saints somehow pulled something out of the hat and came away with the points. But over, like I said, over the last few years, the uh, Wolves have started winning the games and uh, they seem to have the wood over uh, the Saints at the Langtree, whereas the Saints seem to have the wood over uh, Warrington at the Halliwell Jones. And what have you made of uh, tonight's squad listings then? Because we're going to see a couple of uh, Super League debuts as well. Matty Russell won't be playing for Warrington, though. He's still got an ankle injury. Well, yeah, I mean... I know that uh, both half-back combinations should be exciting and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Gary Wheeler playing. Um, I think he's a, I've always rated Gary Wheeler. He's a big favourite uh, of I'm yours, actually, isn't he, Gary Wheeler? And he's had so many injury problems over the years as well. I think you know most people will be hoping he goes well this season. Yeah, that, that, that's been the biggest problem. And unfortunately, it's not when he has an injury, it's not like, you know, I'm out for a couple of weeks. It's always mega. And, you know, so to keep coming back with all, you know, it's always still only a young lad. But all that confidence is there, it's bouncing. And it comes to a stage where you think, well, is it worth it? And third uh, player to him, he's, uh, he's worked hard again. And uh, hopefully, he'll be able to show everybody what he can do. He can get a good run against. Because, look, I've watched his debut uh, when he came on as a 16 year old for the 18s. He came on at the second half, scored a hat kick, and he's got the most natural sidestep and step off that you could ever wish to see. And uh, it's just been tragic the fact that he's not been able to show his full and true potential at this moment in time. So let's hope he goes well tonight as well. Uh, looking at the, the squad for St Helens, debuts for Kyle Amor, Luke Walsh, um, but uh, Mossy Mousseau is still recovering from ankle surgery as well. As for Warrington, Stefan Ratchford is going to probably play at fullback, Tony Smith has told us. Um, we're not sure yet whether it's going to be Gaz O'Brien or Michael Monaghan partnering Richie Myler at halfback. So the, the, the packs that they, they've both got, obviously Warrington have a, have a, a couple of additions coming in themselves, with Roy Asatosi and Anthony England as well. But, I mean, it's, there's going to be some major clashes on the field. There is. I mean, obviously, uh, the media person's not brought the team sheets in yet here, so we don't know exactly. So it, it could make us sound really stupid as we're talking, couldn't it? But the bottom line is, uh, when you look at the talents, I mean, I think that uh, Michael Monaghan could start uh, in the half-back role, personally. And... Uh, no disrespect, I think Gareth Phil Brown will get his chance, but I would think you've got to put your best and most experienced. And apparently, Michael Monon played absolutely superb in the halfbacks uh, over the last few weeks. And let's turn our attention to Wigan Warriors now, of course, uh, suffering that defeat to Huddersfield Giants. They're now off uh, in Australia. You've been speaking to the lads, we've heard from them tonight on In Touch. You caught up with them after the game at the DW. Bitterly disappointing defeat. They just didn't seem to, to sort of be switched on properly. Sean Wayne wasn't very happy. But New Zealand Warriors, what a result this weekend. Well, this week, I should say. Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. And before you start, Lauren, I know we didn't do the prediction, but I'll make it 1-0 to you. Because I know you'd have gone for other field giants and I'd have gone for Wigan. So uh, I don't mind. You've not gloated. I'm quite impressed. It's very professional of you. But <laughs> uh, by, the, by, by the same token... Um, Wigan were out to sauce a little bit. When they got those two tries before half-time, I thought, well, they must have had a real shellacking in their ear at half-time from uh, 
from, from the coach Sean Wayne. But from a Wigan point of view, trying to look at the positives or negatives, it was a superb restart by Huddersfield Giants. They got the ball back and then they scored in the corner. A superb try. If Butson may be, if we're going to have been switched on and they picked that ball up from the kickoff, they may well, you know, it could have been, they could have well gone down the other end. But at the end of the day, they didn't. Huddersfield uh, Giants did show, I must admit, they were very, very impressive. They were uh, impressive. Danny Duff, as if he's never been away. And then the defence was, the sliding defence was absolutely superb, I've got to say. Um, now then, before we ask, yes, I'm, I was very surprised that Matty Bowen didn't get sent off for what he did. Yeah. Now, whether, and it's available now, as well. Well, quite right, too, uh, because the game that he'd have been a suspended for would have been the World Club because the game against the Warriors is a friendly yeah. and you can't get suspended for friendlies. So I'm not sure whether it's the British disciplinary that have uh, outwigged out or, or, or whatever it is. Uh, it's nice to see that the disciplinary outward out the Warrington Wolves didn't. And we went, oh, I'm not going down any further because we went down there last week. But it's a great, it's a great fillip and boost for them uh, to try and bring uh, the, the cup home on the 22nd. We will talk more about the World Club Challenge as well next week on In Touch. Looking at the other fixtures this weekend, though, Hull FC, Catalan tomorrow. We're also going to see Bradford Bulls against Castleford Tigers. Hull KR leads Rhino Salford against Wakefield. Witness Vikings, London as well. I think that's going to be a really interesting match because you just don't know what London are, are going to bring, really. It's such a, a change side, a, a complete, you know, obviously they've got different home ground. I know they're at Witness, but the entire squad is very different. And I don't really think Witness are really going to know what to expect. Well, the problem is that everyone will be expecting, and no more so than myself, that uh, Witness Vikings will win that game. But London Broncos can go into it uh, with that covered wagon scenario. You know, everybody hates us, nobody loves us. But from their point of view, everybody expects that we're going to lose every game. Now we're just going to come up and show you what we're capable of. Well, yeah, we're, we're, yeah London have got nothing factor, to lose. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got nothing to lose. Well, well that, that's it. <laughs> Well, well, they have. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but you know what I, I mean. Yeah, they I haven't got any saying. sort yeah. of like they've got nothing to prove. I suppose is what I should say. They've got everything to lose, but nothing really yeah. to prove in the sense that everyone's expecting them to to not really to go very well. And I think they could be a bit of a surprise package. I think you're right from uh, Dennis's point of view. He's got to make sure that because uh, there is always a silly result at the beginning of the season, isn't there? And this could be the silly result. And from a Dennis Betts stroke with his Vikings point of view, with that dreaded argument at the end of the season, what every club wants, especially when they're playing at home, is a home win and a winning start to the campaign. Uh, and then the, the pressure's off. The pressure's going to be there till the end of the season, isn't there? But the, the, the pressure's a little bit less off if you can get off to a, to a winning start. And uh, the good thing about Dennis's interviews from... Um, as it were the pre-season etc 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 he's never mentioned the R word and uh, when I spoke to uh, the, uh, the the young lad uh, from Witness uh, Jack Owen he never mentioned it and I just said to him he said you've not mentioned it I'll not mention it and uh, it was sort of like it was like a bit of a surreal comedy really but no one at that club has mentioned all they're thinking about is going upwards, not you know, not going backwards. And I think that's a pretty fair expectation, to be honest, really, really when we've seen what Witness have done last season as well. Uh, as for London, they've brought in uh, Saints prop Carl Forster, which is uh, Tenere's sixth loan signing ahead of the new season. So it's just changing all the time for them. And Steve, just before you go, I want to get your thoughts on this whole Gareth Carvel situation. Um, Bradford Balls are going to take legal action after uh, Gareth left them uh, to join Hull as well. 
goal. He's only made one friendly appearance uh, for Bradford since he joined from Warrington and uh, yesterday was confirmed as a whole player on a 12-month on deal. I know there was all the sort of controversial doubts really over what was going to be happening with Bradford, uh, with the administration and so on. But what, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think this could be blowing up into quite a storm between the two? I think it's all, all, all hot air, actually. I mean, when you think about Gareth Carvel with his will you won't you move at one stage a few years ago, he was going to Hull, and then he ended up going to Warrington. And as far as I knew, when all that was being speculated, I thought that uh, the deal had done and dusted and that he was a Saints player. Uh, but when whatever happened there, a fee had to be paid. Now, the Bradford Bull scenario is one of these, wasn't it? Because we were on about wanting to offload the players um, just after the Christmas and that and players are in, in an uncertain position. So I think they can blow out air, but um, Gareth Carvel uh, is, is, is looking after Gareth Carvel because I know everything seems to be happy Larry in that uh, uh, at uh, the Bradford Bulls, but it could just turn like that, couldn't it? And uh, this fit and proper person thing and stuff like that and whatever's going on there, going on at Bradford. I mean, where, where, greatest respect, where would you want to be for stability in your career? At Bradford, not knowing what's going to happen, or at the whole I've seen where at least you know where you are. So, uh, good luck to Gareth. I've got a lot of time for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you've got to feel sorry for Bradford because they, 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 he's one of the players or marquee signings that they'd want to try and, as it were, make sure that they don't do the drop. Mm. So, Steve, very quickly, just before you go, score predictions for tonight, please, at the Halliwell Jones. Uh, I think that uh, Saints will win by eight. So that yeah, so that's that's that one. I'm back in Saints by twelve. Right. Well, uh, we could either I could either. Well, I'm still going to be one behind you, aren't I? And uh, I'm going to go for um, the Whitney Vikings to defeat London by ten. I'm not too sure on that one, actually. I'm going to be controversial, and I think it could be pretty close in, in Widnes on Sunday afternoon, and I wouldn't be surprised if London did pip it because I really don't know how they, they're going to come up and the attitude that they're going to be putting out there. So, And I'm also predicting uh, wins for Catalan, wins for Bradford and Leeds and Salford. All right. Well, well, I'll just stick to my local one. So, I can, <laughs> so yeah, you're going for London, are you going for London Broncos then, did you say then? I think so, yeah. Oh, so hopefully then it'll be two, two, it'll be two, two then next week. We'll see. It? Bring it on. Cheers, Steve. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You stay warm tonight. Stay safe. Don't get blown away. I'll do my best. So we've got time for tonight on In Touch on City Talk at 105.9. But join us again next week as we take a look back at round one, what's to come in round two, and that World Club challenge between Wigan Warriors and the Sydney Roosters. This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.